I'm Kari with Infinity Farm at the SLV Apothecary in Alamosa, Colorado, and we are here to learn about herbs and talk about different herbal medicinal remedies. So, uh, yeah, we're here at the SLV Apothecary just kind of chatting about herbs and um, different health benefits. Uh, we're drinking a, a, a an energy boost tea that I made that has fig, ashwagandha, uh, chaga mushroom, and uh, there's something else in it I'm not remembering right now. Um, and yeah, we're here with uh, Nicholas. Nicholas, and do you want to say a little bit about about yourself and your journey with healing? Uh, yeah, medicines? I would say. I mean, I'm 23 years of age. I'm I'm a student here at Adams State University. I I'm a double major of biology and chemistry, so I do have some re uh, background into knowing how certain compounds found in plants can have healing properties, whether it's medicinal or recreational, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just kind of got into loose leaf, and I'd like to just know more about the knowledge of brewing tea and mm -hmm. how to make it taste good and what it, what health benefits it can offer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you're first getting into it, I think it's a little overwhelming for some people. Like you're saying, like there's so many factors, like the temperature, which different herbs. Um, if you're using green tea or black tea, you, you don't want to do very long brews. But I think the main thing is like experimenting, just like with anything, yeah. finding out um, finding out what works and what you like, how you know, how how much honey or sweetener or or no sweetener you like. Because mm -hmm. um, some teas like I don't like to put any sweetener but some teas it really just helps amplify like, the flavor yeah it really like the darker teas i really like a lot of honey or not a lot well you know some honey yeah I, I i like some good honey in 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 the dark richer teas um but in my light teas like summer teas like most of the time like mint teas and things like that i don't really need a lot of sweetener mm -hmm. um but yeah back to brewing um i think uh, as far as temperature goes, I think a lot of people don't know about cold brew, and some people know cold brew coffee. Have you heard of cold brew yeah. coffee, and how it is a little bit more medicinal? Or like, I'm, I'm, I've never heard of it being medicinal. How is it medicinal? Um, it has, like, the, it extracts the magnesium and certain compounds in the coffee um, that I think get lost in the really hot water. Um, so there's kind of a fad with it in certain areas, probably like Portland or Seattle, you know, cold brew coffee. Mm -hmm. um, but with tea, um, you, you can get a lot out of sun tea and just like leaving the herbs out in the sun for a couple hours. Uh, and I guess when I'm talking about tea, most of the time I'm talking about herbs. Okay. Um, so with green and black tea, uh, like you were saying, it gets bitter if you do a long brew, um, but with a lot of the herbs, you want to get a longer brew to get all the medicine out of the, all yep. the constituents, and um, so, so sun tea is a great way to do it without scorching the herbs, or you can put 150 degree water um, on the herbs, and that one doesn't have honey, but you can try it without the honey. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it, as far as the photochemicals, as you know, like studying things, I feel like that's another thing you can get overwhelmed with, but um, even just starting with a few, you know, like beta carotene or alkaloids or studying about amino acids, um, just starting somewhere, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot to, um, to dive into because I... Last semester, I took biochemistry, and I had to memorize the uh, 15 essential amino acids and their structures and whatnot, like, oh. without, within the human body, or mm -hmm. 15, or, I, I, don't quote me on that number, but I memorized the structures and knowing mm -hmm. how certain amino acids uh, take play and how proteins are folded within the body, because have you heard of how proteins are very essential in our, in our body, and right. it's made up of amino acids, and how, how your amino acid sequence is determines on how the protein is folded and that's mm. what gives those um, phenotypic traits what mm. your physical traits are you know you might have mm. a gene that has this uh, this gene that codes for this certain amino acids that will give you blue uh, blue eyes for instance right mm. and it, it all um, is diverse between different people you know in terms mm -hmm. of how it is but yeah no definitely getting into a, a, a category and doing more and more in-depth searching helps you understand more things and mm -hmm. helps you um, become comfortable with it because it is always uncomfortable learning sometimes when you don't understand something. Yeah, that's the right. beauty. Of, but that's the beauty of it as well. Mm -hmm. And with plants, like since I'm a farmer and a cultivator, I learn about chamomile from you know I know what it smells like, I know what it looks like in the morning, I know its different stages in life. You know, you you learn what uh you have to know what the baby plant looks like otherwise when you're going to weed you're going to pick it mm -hmm. um you have to know what the seed looks like so it's it's like a, f a whole relationship with the plant um and and once i get to know it i'm like oh yeah i can see why calendula helps with this and and, and once i take it a lot too um you know like people who drink a lot of you know green tea for instance they know how it makes them feel so you get used to how a plant affects what, your body yeah how it affects you and I've had like one like a certain plant like rosemary for instance will make me like more stimulated and so I take it during the day for anxiety where some people it, it might be depressive yeah, might, it might, might make them go to sleep okay, at night I understand that. or like make calm them down more so um, it's a lot of it's just like kind of trying things out little by little, like just even trying one herb mm -hmm. or trying one tea blend for a couple weeks, seeing how it affects you. Because um, there's so many variables in life. Yeah, no, there too, is a lot. You know, like, I mean, I, I know most people want to know what they're buying, for instance, right? So like knowing, okay, so you got this tea, how do you make it? You know, mm -hmm. what was this, how much time and effort did you put into it? How much craft, you know, mm -hmm. care, which people do, uh, should care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it, there's so much variety with tea. With coffee, it's there's a variety, you know. There's Guatemalan coffee and different Sumatra mm -hmm. and different dark roast. And, um, but with tea, there's so many herbs and so much variety. Um, and for me, it's just, you know, combining the herbs. I just, 
you know, a lot of times I don't know how it's going to turn out. I just, you know, do it and see, see what it tastes like. And a lot of times I get really lucky and make this amazing blend and I keep making it or something that's not that great and move on, yeah, you know? Have you ever went, um, like, wildlife uh, foraging for certain plants? Yeah. Medicine plants? Yeah, I have. Have you gone? I have not. I'd no? like to. It's just, yeah. like, it's a lot of, like, it's a lot of um, what ifs, you know, in terms of knowing how to identify if right. it's what, what you're getting. Because you don't want to die, for instance. Right. You get something wrong or yeah. something that's poisonous, for instance. So Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely... I, I definitely recommend going with somebody um, that's no, that knows how to do that's it. That's really knowledgeable. I do. I am going to do um, an herb walk, hopefully soon, hopefully within a month, because this is when everything's really doing so well. Because it's um, the end of the summer and everything's growing. Before everything's the growing. Fall hits the winter. We got we got a harvest actually. So the main things around here that are really good, um, Grindelia, which is like that sticky yellow uh the it almost has uh hooks kind of on on the outside and that grows a lot around here like especially along the roadsides um mullen is another really good one um there's a lot of wild roses and rose hips that you can gather and um, there's also horsetail like crazy around the river here mm -hmm. and that's really easy to harvest um, it just snaps right off um, and uh, yarrow I, I've seen quite a bit of yarrow but not like hordes of it not enough to wild harvest so I cultivate that one mm -hmm. um, there's also there's osha is like the really popular one I don't recommend harvesting osha unless you go with somebody because it's in the family of uh, a lot of poisonous plants. So anything in like the carrot family or the parsnip family, you want to be... Like, like hemlock? Yeah, hemlock. Mm -hmm. Poison hemlocks in that family and I see a lot of poison hemlock. Around the area? Here, no, in Denver, like in Colorado, I, just, I find it quite often. Poison hemlock is totally smooth stem that looks like wine splotches, like somebody's like splattered purple splotches on the stem. Interesting. So if you see that smooth hairless stem with with splotches on it and the and the leaves look kind of like a little bit like a parsnip or or more like um yeah like a carrot parsnip but like big. It grows big. Mm -hmm. And it can actually grow like eight feet tall. Like it's it can be so if you see a huge it, yeah, carrot, yarrow, parsnip-looking thing with splotchy, yeah, stay away. Um, three seeds will kill you, and five leaves can kill you. So it's uh, not something to mess around with. But yeah, there's also, yeah, the raspberry leaves, that's a really good one to wild harvest, because um, that one's really easy to identify. Um Gosh, there's like uh, nettles. Nettles? There's wild nettles around here, and that one's highly nutritious. Very easy to identify. It stings you. Really? So, huh. um, but the sting can be medicinal in a way, kind of like acupuncture. can help with like allergies, and actually some people use it for pain. Like they have painful 
uh, is it kind of like that same feeling you get from eating pineapple? Because have you? I, I saw like this post of like someone do, putting pineapple underneath a microscope, and you mm. see like these like these uh, little looks like thorns, mm. little like spikes, and mm. it's causing like little punctures. Oh, is, it, is, it, is, is it that kind of stinging feeling, yeah, or it, no? It, it's quite a bit stronger, I would say. <laughs> it's very <laughs> stronger, Jesus. Yeah, it's it's definitely stinging, and and you can like wash it off, and it goes away eventually. But it's definitely, yeah, I would say not quite like a bee sting, but definitely very irritating. So when you harvest it, you can wear gloves. You know, if you don't want to be stung, you can wear gloves. And you dry it, and then the tea, once it's dried in, in tea, it doesn't sting. Okay. Or like in, in an emergency. That's a really good one to know, because if you're camping, and for some reason you get lost, or some, or like you have a survival situation, it can keep you alive. It provides enough nutrients to keep your body going? Yep, yep In terms of water, or like in terms of just like... Like basic vitamin B, C, K, everything. Carbohydrates, proteins, amino acids, Magnesium, iron, phosphorus, calcium, you know, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are in that situation, just boil it. And then you can drink the tea, you can eat it. Um, and so that's a really good one to, to know for the wild harvesting. Um, there's also lamb's quarters, um, lilac grows all over okay. here. And lilac is is a good tea, um, but yeah, you'll have to come on my herb walk. Uh, so you yeah. said it's next month. Yeah, I, I haven't set a date, but it, it'll be in August because that's when everything is. And, and I'll do a farm tour, and then we'll walk around and go through wild plants like dandelion and um, milk uh, milkweed. Milkweed is I more grow for like the butterflies. I don't really harvest it for human consumption. But it's good to know about it so that we can try to provide more butterfly habitat since, you know. It's pretty dry they're, here. They're <laughs> suffering, yeah, the, the butterflies are suffering with all the chemicals and everything. So I try to provide a chemical-free uh, milkweed whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you post that walk on your website or like a sign? Like, hey, we're going to have this nature walk on this day? Yeah, or, yeah, like, I will post a sign, yeah. I'll post it on the door, and then I'll do social media, um, so like Facebook and um, Instagram, okay. and and I have an email list for people that are interested, and I send out an email. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to make it to that walk. I know yeah. on the, probably 7th or 8th, I'll be going ahead into New York oh, cool. City, and then yeah. I'll be probably there until probably school starts for me in the 22nd. So if it's in, anywhere between that time, I can't make it, unfortunately. But yeah. I'll try to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, you got you got to get out. I know the, the school starts, like, August 10th, so... For, for public, for, public for, for the university, it's, like, the 22nd. 22nd, yeah. Do, did you get enough summer? Uh, some, enough summer break. Enough summer break. Yeah, I mean, I, I took two summer classes just to catch up ahead, just because I had yeah. to actually withdraw from last semester just because of life circumstances. Yeah. So, I definitely had my my break, but also I kind of had, like, you know, it's, it's good to have something to keep doing every day, because whenever mm-hmm. you feel like you don't, when you have nothing to do, it, it, life can be boring sometimes, you Yeah. Know? So, I've always, um, I've had a lot this summer, I've done a lot, so I'm kind of ready to get back into 
school, school, you know. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Good. But I like studying, so that's just me personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like you, you really, uh, you have a real interest in what you're learning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I initially went into just purely just biology just because it's just a mainstream for pre-med, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of fell in love with chemistry in terms of, like, at first, like, the first years, kind of like your mathematics, and I, I like math. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of got into organic chemistry, and organic chemistry was the, the kind of pinnacle uh, that showed me that, like, you can... It, it was kind of like alchemy, you know? Like, mm. you, you you add this and that, and you make this. It was kind of like cooking something, you know? Yeah. And I kind of fell in love with that process, and it made me understand um, these alkaloids, these different phytochemicals of how they can have these unique properties for the human body or mm. just in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah, our, our, our human body is so chemically based, like, when you realize... At the fundamental that, level. Yeah. very small level, yes. And, and also, I mean microorganisms were, were full of bacteria, and bacteria. parasites and um, we're probably only like 10% us <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> or, or yeah I, I read somewhere that mo the main thing the main cells that continue with your whole life are your in your eyes and your heart really and everything else is just regenerating constantly you know, the, the cells, but in your eyes, I think is the most, where it's actually, like, your original cells from when you were born, mm -hmm. and then also in your heart, so, it's kind of I, I cool. can read that. Yeah. I, I never heard of that phenomenon. I've heard, like, people say your nose will, will continually grow as you grow uh, as you grow older. I've heard that, but I've never mm -hmm. heard of your eyes and uh, your heart being yeah. the... Uh, the same cells. I've heard of nerve cells being the same because you can't regrow nerve cells when people have nerve damage, for instance. It's kind of right. hard to fix that, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the human body is very complex, and we, in terms of science, we know a lot, but we don't know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we think we do, but we don't. Mm-hmm. But that's just life. We're going to keep continuing learning things about, you know, tea or science and more understanding of it. Yeah. how it affects all of us. Mm-hmm. Because with science, like, you know, like this book with the photochemicals, you know, cinnamonic acid, coramin, lignans, amino acids, like, we, we, we're constantly trying to name, like, categorize things, understand them, that's how we understand things. Like, yes. okay, this is a digestive, this is a sedative, this mm -hmm. is a diuretic, um, and it does help us understand things, but I also, you know, working with plants, I see the reality of life where like one yarrow plant can have certain constituents and the one literally right next to it can have uh, way less or way more for whatever reason mm -hmm. and it's just how life is you know like especially with nature nature is not as you know like 10 milligrams or like it's it doesn't always fit in. yeah it doesn't fit into categories like we'd like them to because we're trying to understand things mm -hmm. but I feel like it also sometimes can limit like reality of learning you know yes yeah I mean yeah I don't yeah like I understand what you're saying I, I just don't know how to even comment on that because I agree <laughs> with you I mean yeah um we don't know why, I mean, this is very philosophical, but we don't know why these plants are here for us. Like, I'm not saying these plants are here for us, you know. Right, we just right. found that they do these properties, you know. I don't mm -hmm. know if, like, because people said, like, I know 
you know, tobacco, for instance, has nicotine, and mm -hmm. nicotine is a insecticide uh, in terms of the plant. The plant makes it to right. ward off insects. Right. But it humans, paralyzes them, right? Yeah, it paralyzes yeah. them. So, but us humans, we found, oh, we smoke it. It has this very tingling sensation, and mm -hmm. I don't think the plant evolved to have um, those characteristics for us. You know, I think it was just right. for the uh, for the uh, for the, the insects, yeah. yeah, for the insects. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. And then we discovered them in, I mean, plant medicine is ancient. You know, Ayurvedic has ancient scripts with plant medicine that are like thousands of years old. You mm -hmm. know, of people that have been using probably ashwagandha yeah. for, you know, and writing about it in Sanskrit for hundreds of years. Um, so it's really nothing new at all. Yeah, just um, their evidence was the effects it had versus right. now we're like, well, the effects are because of this, 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 and that. Right. Yeah. Right, where they might have taken more of a spiritual or more of an esoteric look at it, mm -hmm. in you know. Um, but it's interesting because what, I feel like it's it's really cool to learn the science and then learn like the spiritual side or get to know the plant and I feel like they it starts to they can help you can it can help learn both ways yes yeah. you know I mean I know me personally I'm not spiritual but not, not nothing it's anything with spirituality you know it's mm -hmm. just like for me it's I know spirituality well I guess I'm maybe I might, I might be confusing spirituality with religion you know I think religion is right. a leap of faith yeah religion's more like an, the institution uh -huh. is how I see it okay where spirituality is like your personal connection to whatever you see as the divine it could even be like enjoying the sunset I could see as I would consider being spiritual or like looking at the clouds and feeling like you're small and there's something great, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be going to church. No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, just, I guess for some people it's kind of hard to get into that kind of uh, field, you know? Yeah. As, as, well as, uh, as, as well as vice versa. Some people are scared of science just because it's... Right, yeah. These, jar definitely jargon, definitely mm -hmm. not understanding certain words mm -hmm. kind of um, increases that miscommunication, but also just... Um, they kind of see science as a bad entity, which I think it, it can bring both get, uh, bad and good. Oh yeah, based totally. on the intentions, you know. Right. Science. I see science as like a methodology. Mm -hmm. Like you're observing the world, you're trying to categorize it so you can understand it better, and you know you're you're just you're you're trying to write things down and draw things out and just really like learn is how I see it. And just like with technology, like you could use, like a computer in itself is not evil. There may be a lot of evil that goes into like harvesting that crystal that goes in or, or e evil that goes into like the factory creating it or evil that goes into other aspects of technology. But it, it, in itself, technology is not evil. It's just an object. Right. And mm -hmm. you can use, you could use technology to like create you know, like for instance, drip irrigation is a technology. It creates better water efficiency in farming. Mm -hmm. You do need power and sometimes computers and, you know, pumps and all kinds of technology, but it's creating efficient water. So it's the end goal is for the good. Yes. Yeah. So just how you use it, mm -hmm. you know? As with anything.
Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I think we talked about all kinds of interesting things. So, yeah, maybe uh, you'll have to come by another time and oh, yeah, definitely uh, a chat. Yeah. I just, like I said, I just bought some jasmine tea and a ginger peach. So, once cool. I finish that, I'll definitely look yeah. and see what else you guys have. I mean, what is your, if you guys both could each name your three favorites. Three favorite herbs? Teas, uh, teas or herbs, yeah. Oh, teas. Um, yeah, my fa- I have so many, but um, my favorites this year that I'm cultivating, um, I really like anise hyssop, agastache, uh, which is a beautiful uh, purple flower, really good for clearing mucus, helping with breathing in the lungs, and it's beautiful. It attracts all the butterflies and hummingbirds. It's a perennial, so it comes back every year. Um, kind of replaces lavender for me even though it's not the same medicinal value it just it's just the aesthetically it's beautiful like lavender and I use it in a lot of my teas because it has kind of a licorice-y taste to it Um, and the flowers you can use in like cakes or baked goods even Um, but not a lot of people know about it so I don't sell it super well unless I hide it in one of my tea blends. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite herb I like right um, now? Ashwagandha is a you know, hormone balancing effect. Yeah. I like uh, fig leaves. I don't, I don't know the genus and species, but uh, you know it's got a, like a, almost a caffeine effect and stimulating. Mm-hmm. And I like the, the, the yin yang hua, the horny goat weed for my uh, gym workouts mm. as far as that goes. But yeah, anything with phytosterols to you know help me produce more testosterone. Mm-hmm. Is, um, and I'm trying to get a hold of. But um, I, I like the flower teas too for the common effect. Yeah. Um, like when I'm trying like to the hollyhock. You like the hollyhock holly yeah, a lot. With cat's claw, which is yeah, and just uh, really felt the regulating and the, how do you say the downplay? Mm. Common effect. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. But what do you do? <laughs> like I said, I just got into the whole loose leaf uh, or herbal tea uh, scenery, so I'm learning. I don't yeah. know a lot of what you just said, and I need to learn. So <laughs> I, I guess I would say probably chai. I like chai. Yeah, chai's got a lot. A, a, a lot clo- of stuff. Yeah, you got cloves and ginger. And cardamom, and maybe. Cardamom. Yeah. Cardamom's good. What I want to know is, what do you think of this Kool-Aid-looking tea? That looks yeah. I I was I was wondering about this. Like that looks toxic, man. Like it's. I was like, this is interesting. I've never seen it. Is this what actually came out of the, the? uh, Yeah, yeah. The the blue color is from the butterfly pea flower. It's a flower that grows on a pea plant. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's full of protein and collagen and really good, healthy stuff, and it turns it blue, so it's fun. Yeah. No, it tastes good. Yeah. It's and the taste is real smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. no interest at all. Yeah, and, and I with that one I add um, other herbs that have stress relieving. That's the stress relief one. Um, since the butterfly pea flower, that's what it helps with stress and anxiety, insomnia. Um, but I find that it for me personally, it doesn't make me tired. It just kind of relaxes me. So mm-hmm. I kind of like it in the afternoon to just kind of take the edge off things and then. Um, or in like the evening, like early evening, um, I'll drink it. But to pass out, hops. Hops? Yeah. You know how when you drink a beer, you get that relaxing... Um, yeah, I've had hops yeah. beer. 
I can't I can't pinpoint like the taste, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it kind of has that. Um, it helps. It can help with insomnia, uh-huh. and it can also help with that like um, busy mind. You know, your mind's kind of chatted. That's why a lot of people, you know, they go to like a hoppy tea to to kind of. Uh, kill the overthinking um, but, but hops tea works the same so if you have kind of that jittery can't go to sleep mind take some hops tea and it's really it's it's quite bitter you know like like a hop hop beer is bitter yeah. um, but you can always put put some honey and dilute it a little bit or add some chamomile dandelion that's another tea I like you want to dandelion? explain why I like dandelion curry um the the leaf or the root the root um i like the root like flavor wise i like it's really good with um like cinnamon um throw in some fennel um pretty much any roots go good with it i'll throw in like cherry bark or um i do cloves you could kind of make it into a chai even with the dandelion root and I'll put it in the crock pot for a couple hours and really steep it, and you get a nice, dark, rich tea. Really good for digestion, really good for the liver, really good for the kidneys. Just kind of helps flush out toxins, which is the root of most disease, you know. Mm-hmm. Cleans blood, right? Cleans the blood out, yeah, yep. Diuretic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I love the dandelion for the medicinal effects, and it tastes good. Mm-hmm. You poison a little bit with sugar. Yeah. Yeah, put put yeah, put a bunch of honey in there and um my new thing that I do with the dandelion, I make like really really strong tea with it, like put it in the crock pot for like 4 or 5 hours, cook it down um and put a bunch of honey and then you have like a syrup that you can put in the fridge and add to bubbly water and make root beer. I could try that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's really good. I was making mocktails for a little event, and the root beer, that's what I did for the root beer, and people loved it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, are you guys, um, not avid, but do you guys drink beer, for instance? Because next semester, oh, this, whenever I go back to school in the, in the fall, I'll be taking brewing chemistry. Oh, so really? So it's like chemistry of brewing beers, for instance. I love beer, man, but I can't drink it because of uh, head injury, you know? Oh, really? Like just uh, vascular constrictor diuretic, you know, just tears me out. Okay. Good, yeah, good. a good beer, uh, I do like a really good beer. And I can, if, if it's a really good beer, I can have one and be good. I used to be able to drink a lot, but anymore, it just... It's hard. It makes it hard for me to breathe. Oh yeah, I, I mean yeah, yeah. It's slowing down every. But just one training. good beer. You ever tried Arrogant Bastard? I have not. And it's a, it's like a really dark, thick, rich ale. It's so so good. Mm. It's it's like a stout, you know. Like yeah, a, stouts. Yeah, it's like um like a triple black vanilla stout. They sell it Safeway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I love beer. Like, just you get so creative with it. It's got all these flavors. Yeah. You get that nice drunk feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll probably be a regular here. And whenever that comes the time, whenever we brew the beer, uh, my professor said anyone can come just to see the process of brewing nice. beer or even to try it. So yeah. if you guys are interested, <laughs> I'll definitely let you guys know. You know, it'd be cool. Uh, I do YouTube. Yeah, we if. There's probably the opportunity to, p- to put different herbs because, you know, hops is what's yeah, the, common. Mm-hmm. But um, mugwort, which is called mug 
mugwort because it used to be for beer mugs. Mm -hmm. For beer stands or mugs, yeah. Um, and mugwort beer would be really cool. Um, I yeah, guess. it's I guess. a good sedative, um, and it's so medicinal. So that would be kind of a cool like mugwort beer. I'd be interested in that. Yeah, I don't drink beer, but I will definitely taste it, man. If you're doing that, we'll uh, we'll do bring some herbs over. We'll do some custom crafts. Can we do that? Uh, I, I've got to. I've got to ask my professor in terms of what we do. I think we have an apparatus kind of like that. Yeah, and but you ferment it. We ferment it. Yeah. For beer, we can't. We can't make liquor. <laughs> yeah. That's just you know, government regulated and whatnot. But I, I got to see him what, how we do it. But yeah. If we can, yeah. If you, I, I can ask him if certain herbs could be thrown into. Yeah. yeah do a YouTube video, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely an experience. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah, thank you. Nice meeting you. Well, thanks for joining us today in our little chat about um, herbs and beer and all kinds of wonderful things.